Wagwan, my peeps, have you not watched Bob Marley One Love movie yet? Now's your chance. You have the opportunity to bring home Bob Marley One Love on digital now. Celebrate the life and music of an icon who inspired generations through his message of love, peace, and unity. Buy Bob Marley One Love Digital today and get over 50 minutes of behind-the-scenes footage and deleted scenes. Available at participating retailers, the movie is rated PG-13 and is brought to you by Paramount Pictures. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Style and Vibes podcast with yours truly, Michaela. If you are new here, welcome to the family. If you are returning, welcome back, family. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So on this episode, I wanted to explore how culture impacts mental health. In this episode, I'm going to focus on the potential positive and negative impacts of Caribbean music, food, and culture. We love our traditions as it relates to music, food, and culture. And while much of it is positive, sometimes upholding cultural norms actually does more harm than good and conversely impacts our mental and physical health negatively. First off, mental health can mean so many different things. The CDC defines mental health includes emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Mental health affects how we think, feel, and act. It helps determine how we manage stress, relate to others, and make healthy choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. And I think that that is important. Nowadays, people are much more aware of mental health and its impact to their stability. People are learning and unlearning habits that can either positively reinforce their progress and impact your mental health journey. It also helps in identifying things that would negatively impact your mental health journey. So let's start with the music. Music can truly transport you to another place. It allows you to go back to memories and highlight particular times of your life where you're either feeling really bad or really great. There's a song for every emotion because artists are able to convey a range of emotion through a range of their catalog and songs. But certain songs really bring back those feelings and connections. There's a famous Bob Marley quote, when the music hits you, you feel no pain. And for a lot of music, that is true. And if music can positively impact you and you feel no pain, can it negatively impact you as well? It's something that I think we often think about, but don't really evaluate. Um, I think more can be done around studying music and how our music can positively and negatively impact the psyche of our people. There's also the idea that music is reflecting today's society, a sign of the times, if you will. There's always this ongoing battle about negative versus positive music, and Caribbean music is no stranger to it, but we're not the only ones, Um, and also explore how it impacts people. I think artists are especially vulnerable to this debate if you're Music is seen as hardcore, violent, misogynist, sexual, it is deemed negative. But music that is 
really positive, on the other hand, is deemed as inspiring, motivating, and it connects you and helps you move through things within your life that can positively impact you. Personally, I listen to all of it, but I think that there is a time and a place that makes the ability to distinguish the two. As a lover of music, I draw from music for everything in my life. When I'm feeling sad, upset, I need motivation or I need inspiration, it's truly my source of release. I'm aware of how I consume music and make those choices accordingly. The types of songs I listen to have changed over the years in terms of where I am in my life. I often recall my conversation with Miss Pat about dancehall, reggae, and lover's rock. I listen to a lot of, uh, you know, roots music because I like the message in the music. And I love, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the songs where I really, you know, I reflect back that it tells you something about yourself. It brings you back to a time, a place, whatever you was doing at that time. Music is such a powerful tool, you know, because it can bring you right back. If you're in a funky mood, it will cheer you up. If you're sad, it can give you hope. If you're happy, it can make you happier. So I listen to all types of music. So (laughs) I'm a roots girl anyhow, because I love the message in in the songs. I could picture you and Vincent skanking in a dance hall, you know. You know, you know, I've never gone to a dance in Jamaica. It's only recently when I came up here, once a year, we go to a a party in the Bronx, Mm -hmm. Reverend Mac, and he played, I mean, he would give one hour what of soca, one hour lovers rock, one hour roots music, one hour dance hall. Mm-hmm. So when you come out, you really lose a lot of weight and you feel so <laughs> joyous. <laughs> you feel so joyous when you come out, you know, a different mood completely. And I usually say, you know, music is really a therapy for people because when you yeah. go in there and you come out, you have a different mood. You feel so happy, joyous. If you go in a funky mood and by the time you come out, you feel so happy. It reflects how we move through genres and age. I love, you know, that conversation with Miss Pat. And I think that really it tied it together. But, you know, this also applies to the lyrical content, not just the genres um, that I choose to listen to at any moment. The easy access to music, its repetition and defining moments of when music is played makes the impact. I'm definitely not here to judge or tell you what you should think or not think, but being able to put the facts out there so that you can evaluate how music makes you feel so you can make decisions accordingly. Food is important to any culture. It doesn't matter where you come from, but I think the idea of food is it's really centered around community. Many of our food traditions are so yummy, but they might not always be the healthiest options. Understanding the connection between food and emotion is also important because we use food not only as a source of energy, but it's also a emotional connection and how we connect with others in a particular space. The types of foods that we enjoy are also traditions that are passed down from generation to generation. So it's intertwined with our culture. 
many of those food traditions have been passed down years over years and they won't go away, but finding healthier options that allow you to enjoy them so they're either not as heavy or you're not eating them as frequently are also important. There are also some attachments that come with that. Culturally, we are respected when we eat an entire plate of food and there's nothing left. It means the chef did their job. And usually the chef is a family member like mommy or dad or grandparents or whoever makes the particular dish the best in the family. And, you know, we are well equipped if we can drink a lot and not fall over. It's almost like food and drinking have these rites of passages in our lives. Additionally, traditionally speaking, many of the foods that pass down from generation to generation also are reflective of the socioeconomic access of certain types of foods. Take oxtail for an example. Oxtail right now is a very expensive, very, very expensive. But traditionally, it was the food that nobody ate. So we created stews and that also was passed down from generation to generation. But now that we have access to resources and we understand not only the roots of traditions, but how the food impacts us as we are moving less on a day-to-day basis really depends on how your job and physical being. Um, We know that heavier foods don't necessarily need to be eaten in larger portions or as much just due to the lack of physical activity. You know, now when you go to the doctor, they're asking you about your physical activity, what you've eaten as a source of understanding why you're feeling a particular way. So while we can preserve a lot of our traditions through food, we just might need to alter them so that we can live in a space of preserving with moderation. I also talked about the emotional connection to foods. Um, Heavier foods and snacks, you know, are somewhat of a go-to when you're not feeling well or in a bad mood, you're sad, have anxiety, or, or they're just out of habit of just needing to eat something while you're doing another activity like watching TV or being social. Those are triggers and things that are tied to potential eating disorders as well as anxiety from your day to day. So again, understanding your relationship with food, understanding where you are in your life is important so that you understand how to Manage food as part of your mental health. Again, keeping the traditions with moderation and understanding the adjustments that you want to make is probably important. From a cultural standpoint, upholding cultural norms as it relates to tradition are important within our culture, but they can also add pressure to individuals due to the expectations that we are charged with upholding respecting elders, traditional educational routes, finding enjoyment regardless of circumstances, major family events like dinners or weddings. Those are all cultural experiences that are traditions that we enjoy, but also can cause some sort of angst. One thing I really love about Caribbean people is our ability to connect through community. While this isn't unique to our culture, I'm just giving my perspective 
as you know my descent um togetherness is truly ingrained from us at a youthful age um we are constantly getting together for family gatherings whether it be big or small getting together with people who are in our village is important to maintaining relationships and connections with one another not only that we know how to party a baby shower can turn into a bashment a funeral turns into a full-on session a wedding turns into a all out weekend to remember but this doesn't necessarily just mean in the traditional party sense we gather with one another simply for small occasions just to connect escape daily life stressors and celebrate if we're feeling good bad or indifferent getting together with people who support your emotional connections through experiences and allows the conversations that can foster understanding, need for assistance, and just having a good time. It's one of the traditions I do love the most because it feeds the soul in a positive way. If you have a great time, it also gives you really great memories and experiences to draw from when you need them the most. They also give you something to look forward to. However, like I said, these cultural situations can often be a source of anxiety for many. We all know about the dreadful facing of the aunties, the tanties, whatever you want to call them. Um, You know, that council of aunties to discuss your every life decision uh, the weight you've gained or lost, the current love interest or lack thereof can be so dreadful for so many. Um, although they, they're coming from a good place and they probably have good intent, or maybe they don't just because it, every family is very different. You can often feel like you're being judged and therefore it causes a lot of angst. And in our community, um, it's very prevalent. There are also a lot of times many younger people are avoiding those situations consciously so that they are making better decisions to protect their mental health and that is often deemed as disrespectful. The circle of people you decide to be around can really support your journey or pull you back into somewhere that you don't want to be. So again, I think the theme here is really being aware really allows you to make the best decisions for yourself and even going to the aunties with that in mind and having that in the back of your mind can also prepare you for conversations that you either don't want to have, decide not to have by not being in the space or just standing your ground. And really truly understanding that everyone isn't going to accept every decision that you make with your life, which I think is also important. You can maintain the tradition, but set your own boundaries. And I think that that's okay. I think in all of these examples, you can probably relate to, but awareness is probably the most important part about understanding where you are in your mental health journey as it relates to your own culture, music, and food, which is why I think Mental Health Awareness Month is important. It drives continued conversations that help 
people um, understand its existence and some of the signs, especially for Black people and people of color who have not traditionally always had the same vocabulary as others may have had. We tend to dismiss certain things, dismiss signs, or say things like that's not us or we don't do. Awareness really helps us understand that it does include us and we shouldn't feel guilty about trying to seek out understanding, seek out resources to help us along the way. It does not mean that we are dismissing our culture and its connective tissue. It just means you're adding more resources to your arsenal to help you in your life's journey and to connect with others around you. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit of fun, a little bit of awareness. I thought that it was important to kind of draw the connections to our everyday lives and how this really relates to us and really spark some conversation uh, within your own circles. Until next time, Leah Tommy peeps. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Style and Vibes podcast. If you like what you hear, and I know you do, share it with your friends and family. If you want more, make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels, Twitter and Instagram at Style and Vibes. Until next time, Leah Tommy Peeps. <laughs>